This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, May 22nd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how's it going? Dylan, I, I can't complain. You can't complain? Well, I, I can, but I, I doubt our listeners would, would be interested in hearing me complain. Yeah. So well, uh, I'm saying I, I, I can't complain, meaning... I probably no. shouldn't complain in the podcast. That's good. That's good to hear. Well, uh, we are back. We had a mini yes. hiatus while I was out of town, and uh, Paul Spore filled in the last couple of days, and we really appreciate that. Did a great job. It's awesome to be at Rotographs where somebody like that can step in and uh, deliver pretty great analysis, you know, as a substitute. So thanks times a million to Paul. Really, really appreciate him uh, stepping in for us, but... We're back, and we're keeping up five days a week. Here we are. I survived the beach. I survived uh, my family trip. This is your first episode back, correct? Yes. So if, do you want to give our, our listeners an update on the beach? Oh, um, it's still there. It's still big. It's still wet. Uh, it's the Oregon coast, so it's not what you think of when you think of the beach usually. It's gray and cold. Well, it's pretty, but you're not about to go swimming in it or anything. So, uh, yeah, it was good. Went to the aquarium and whatnot. Saw a lot of tacky gift shops. I took a bunch of pictures for Paul of things I threatened to send him as a thank you. Tacky gift shop stuff at the beach. So, yeah, it was good. Just a few days over there. So, how about you? Your week going okay? Uh, you, you don't want to, you don't want to hear. Okay. Just, uh, Actually, I, I've got, I've got one, well, no, I shouldn't tell it. I can't tell the story over the air. So. Okay. Fair enough. Um, well, we had some Field of Streams picks, uh, made while we were gone, kind of mailed them in. Uh, on Thursday, <laughs> literally, literally mailed them in. Not like we didn't care. <laughs> but uh, on Thursday, we had Jesse Chavez at Tampa Bay. He had a quality start, but uh, yeah. some inherited runners got to him and they got shut out. And then uh, we haven't made our picks on the air. But on Friday, we have uh, you have Chris Young against the Cardinals. Yep. And I have Henderson Alvarez against the Orioles. I don't love the matchup, but I like Henderson Alvarez a lot. He should be more owned. Even though he didn't do great for me last time, I think he's better than that. Also, Friday's just a really tough day for guys under 50% owned. I can't pick Henderson Alvarez at home against Baltimore. I just can't. He's yeah. going to get pounded. Yeah. I don't know. What do you want out of Chris Young, though? I think he's less likely to get pounded. Well, we'll find out. Uh, and then we'll have some Saturday and Sunday picks for you later. But right now we're going to look at DFS guys for Friday, the 22nd. Which also seemed like kind of a tricky day for me. It's a full slate, but I had a little bit of trouble. Um, we can start at catcher. Matt, who'd you have at catcher for Friday? I think there's kind of an obvious play at catcher. Okay. And it's Brian McCann at home against Colby Lewis. Yeah, that's um, the top of the schedule and the first name I wrote, and then I didn't really find anyone better. <laughs> I'm happy great minds think alike. Hey? Yeah. Yeah, Brian McCann, he a left-handed hitter. And Colby Lewis is a righty who struggles against lefties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's doing well enough against right-handed pitching this season. He's got a 7-2-6 OPS against with three homers. Not fantastic, but I've got to think he's a little bit better than that, even though he is, you know, Brian McCann. Yeah. Same with the uh, the flip side. Colby Lewis has, like, an ERA in the low threes, but I don't buy that. You know, no. I don't think right. he's going to be as bad as he was last year, but I don't think he's that good. He's not a guy to avoid. I like that matchup. I had it. Um, I struggled mm. with some others. I wrote Miguel Montero goes to Arizona, gets Josh Colmenter. 
I like that all right. Uh, he hasn't put up a lot of counting stats yet, but he's been good at the plate. So I realize the the situation behind the plate in Chicago had been crowded, but he should get that start. And if he does, uh, you know, going home, going back to Arizona, knows how to hit there. And Josh Colmenter is just not that intimidating. So no. I like him. I think if he continues to do as well at the plate as he has, the, the counting stats will come. I also wrote Wilson Ramos gets Sean O'Sullivan. Uh, we had another good suggestion of what to call these, like, good matchups without any uh, hitters that necessarily stick out. I had called them spackles. Okay. Somebody said bookends. Somebody tweeted at me and recommended stackle, which <laughs> is my new favorite thing, and that might definitely stick, uh, calling them stackle. And so my stackle pick for Friday was the Nationals against Sean O'Sullivan. They're mostly right-handed, and he's right-handed, so there's not a platoon advantage. It doesn't matter. He's bad. So if you get to a position and you don't know who to fill in, grab a guy from the Nationals, and I think that counts at catcher because Wilson Ramos is good. He might prefer to face lefties, but it doesn't matter. So, mm. yeah, I like Wilson Ramos there. And then same with, like, if you want to pick Buster Posey in Colorado against Kyle Kendrick, you'll pay for it, and it's not the platoon advantage, but it doesn't matter. Kyle Kendrick's not that good. He could do just fine. And uh, Yasmani Grandal gets Andrew Kashner, but I think Andrew Kashner is pretty decent, despite what his record says. So I don't love that as much. I think there are better options. Yeah, any other catchers I missed that you like more? No, I think you, you catched you know, you catch better everybody. Yeah, there's some options. First base was a lot shallower for me than I was used to, too. Yeah, honestly, this depends on your league, but I really, I really like the Cubs corner guys against Josh Coleman, and that goes for Rizzo and uh, Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised we, we don't mention guy, you know these guys more often because for some reason Anthony Rizzo is stealing bases this year. Yeah, yes, and Chris Bryant is good. Yes, good analysis. So, <laughs> it, you know, you can't accuse me of lying. Mm-hmm. Josh Coleman, he's been so mediocre against both sides of the plate this year. You yeah, know, he 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 doesn't scare me against righties or lefties. You know, he is a right-hander, so I, I guess the advantage would kind of flip the Rizzo. But I'd, I'd be fine with a Cubs stack against him, and you and you could really kind of mix and match just about any way you want to against Josh Coleman. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like uh, all those guys there. You know, and and the Cubs definitely offer guys from both sides of the plate. So, mm. yep, I had Rizzo. I also had Brandon Belt at Kyle Kendrick might be my favorite one. Brandon Belt has kind of gone under the radar because he's not loading up on counting stats either. Kind of like Miguel Montero, except a lot I better. I think he, he was without a homer until about a week ago. Now he's got four, I think. Yeah, he's catching up and also just, you know, his OPS is well over 800. Again, I'm not as worried about the counting stats. Like Prince Fielder only has like five home runs, but he also is hitting like well over 300. So... Yeah, uh, but he's like spaced his out. Like Brandon Belts, like came over like a you know like a six game period. Yeah. And he gets to go to Colorado, and he gets to get Kyle Kendrick. So I like Brandon Belt. I like Anthony Rizzo, and then I wrote Paul Goldschmidt gets John Lester, and you like Paul Goldschmidt to get a lefty, but John Lester's figured it out. He started slow, and mm-hmm. he is not as slow anymore. He's not lights out, but he's he's being John Lester. So I don't love that. I, th- I mean. Paul Goldschmidt's good enough to hit him, no matter how he's pitching, but it's not as great of a matchup as it might have been in uh, early April. So I think it's worth consideration, though. Fair enough. Yeah. What about second base for you? Second base, I I hate to say this. I think I've got there's, there's kind of an obvious pick, mm-hmm. and 
I'm almost embarrassed to say it because it's kind of so so obvious. But, okay. Uh, Robin Robinson Cano against Marco Estrada. Mm-hmm. Anybody against Marco Estrada? Yeah, I'm just kind of surprised this hasn't come up more. But yeah, I I'm he, I don't he, he doesn't seem to give up that many hits. But when he does give up, you know what he usually what he does give up he usually goes out of the park. Yeah. yeah, he's known for that. Known for giving up homers for sure. So I, I I would really like that that match for Cano against against Marco Estrada. Yep, it was the first one I wrote down, and then I had to he go sure back. And, wow. Yeah, and then I had to go back and find some more. For okay, sure. Okay, what else you got? Uh, yeah, I need to. Cano's a good one. Um, and his price isn't as high as it should be, and that'll be in Toronto. Exactly. Yeah. Neil Walker gets Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard could be definitely could be fine, but he's inexperienced enough and hasn't shown it enough yet that I'd like stay away. Colton Wong gets Chris Young, not the platoon advantage, but I don't know. I don't think I like Chris Young as much as you do. So uh, all those fly balls could mean good things uh, in terms of hopefully it goes out. You know, you never know. Uh, that's a little bit kind of a boomer bust pitcher to pick against, you know. I don't like Colton Wong. And then I like Joe Panic in Colorado against Kyle Kendrick, and I don't really care for Joe Panic at all. Not a great fantasy guy because not much speed or power, but... He does make contact, and making contact in Colorado was a good thing. A lot of the more of those balls fall for hits, and Kyle Kendrick's not good. So, uh, could be if you want to go cheap, Joe Panic is not gonna like light up your box score or anything, but I think he could definitely be part of a score some runs, drive some guys in in Colorado against Kyle Kendrick. So, yep, yeah, that's a that's a cheaper option that could do go just fine. Okay, now do we go to third base or shortstop? I tend to write it to third base, but we can go wherever you want. Third base is fine if, if okay. you're ready. Uh, at third base, also, I, I, I already called Chris Bryant, so I guess he'd be my third base pick. Yeah. Um, also, in that Mariners stack against Estrada will be Kyle Seeger, another mm. lefty bat that should do just fine. Matt Carpenter gets Chris Young again. I, I'm picking more for stacks than than great matchups. I, if if you're betting against the fly ball pitcher, I don't think I'd go with Matt Carpenter. Yeah. Um, I just was hoping that. <laughs> I guess I just kind of like the Cardinal stack there. Again, I think I have less trust in Chris Young than you do. You know. Wow. <laughs> I'm not, I, I mean, I don't think that's a huge claim to say that I like him less than you do. No, it's not. That's what you know. It's you know, you you accuse me of, of fantastic analysis by saying Chris Bryant is good. Yeah. And then you you follow you follow it with saying I I think I think you like Chris Young than I do. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> I'm standing behind that. I'm standing behind that one. I still think that to be true. Um, you better get me, that's fine. Yeah, it's going great for me so far. Uh, <laughs> I'll have my eye on Matt Carpenter. I don't think it's great. Again, that can go boom or bust with a guy that's really big fly ball guy but manages to keep runs off the board. I like Kyle Seeger more, though. I just think he'll be popular. Evan Longoria gets Scott Kazmier. Um It's good that he gets a lefty. It's bad that he gets a good lefty. Um, so it's hard to be excited about that. Um, but he could do fine. You know, I like him against lefty. And then Nolan Arenado gets Ryan Vogelsong, and Ryan Vogelsong is bad. And that's not a platoon advantage, but Nolan Arenado is at home. So I like runs to be scored uh, between Colorado and San Francisco. Fair enough. Any other third baseman for you? I think you, you co- yeah, I was, I was going to mention Seager, but I, you, you yeah. covered that. Like I said, it's kind of a thin day, weirdly, even though it's a full Friday slate. It's kind of a thin day. And then at shortstop, I'm still sticking with those Mariners. Brad Miller, who's made himself relevant again. Mm-hmm. He gets Marco Estrada, and he has to the pop to do something with it. 
I still wrote Johnny Peralta at Chris Young. Uh, I'm digging a little bit at shortstop. Andrelton Simmons gets Willie Peralta. Uh, cheap option. It's a day to go cheap at shortstop. Most days are. Have you given up on Ian Desmond? Yes. But he gets Sean O'Sullivan. Still no deal? It seems like he's just like an 0 for 4 with two strikeouts waiting to happen just about every day. Yeah. It's... I, I, I honestly, I can't remember the last time I picked him and he actually had a point in a, in a, in a DFS lineup. Yeah. Power and speed potential, but definitely frustrating if you drafted him. He's having one of those years where it's just like, you know, he, he, he was going just like, a, you know, in, in like, you know, regular fantasy, he was like a, a borderline first round pick in a lot of leagues. Yeah, and he's, he's been a go. consistent 2020 guy at shortstop, and I don't know. Uh, just, you know, just flopped this year. Against Sean O'Sullivan is uh, when you'd like to get him to bounce back, hopefully. Maybe his price will so, be lower. Hasn't Sean O'Sullivan been, like, surprisingly competent? Uh, he had a good start last time out, but I no, he's not a good pitcher. I wouldn't worry about him. And then Starlin Castro gets Josh Colmenter. Oh, you, you, yeah, that was my pick. If you like the Cubs in Arizona, yes, you should. Not a not a platoon advantage, but that's okay. Speaking of, I just pulled up Sean O'Sullivan's bio on ESPN. Yeah. First off, fantastic profile picture. Good. Yes. Second, he claims he's six one, two hundred and fifty three pounds. Big boy. That's that's a picture I want to be behind. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, no, literally, if if there was like a fighter or something, I'd like to be behind him. Yeah, you could hide. Yes. I don't know. I'll have my eye on Ian Desmond against him. I again, if you had drafted Ian Desmond, it's frustrating. But I still think he I mean, he has enough. He's young enough that I feel like unless he's hurt, I don't know what's are, going are, on. Are we sure he's not like injured? I I, I think he. I, I remember he was carrying something into the season. I think it, it, it wasn't like a knee injury. Uh, not that I know of. I know yeah, Rendon dealt with like, that. I don't know if Desmond did. He, he busted up his knee like during spring training. Huh. Well, hopefully he's okay. I don't know. <laughs> Shortstop's tough. I like Brad Miller. I like this Mariner stack. You know. Mm-hmm. How about outfield? What outfielder stuck out to you? Uh, the, the two names that will probably be in just about every lineup I've, I put together on Saturday will be uh the two lefties in Colorado. Uh, okay. Charlie Blackman. And uh, Carlos Carlos Gonzalez against mighty mighty Ryan Vogel song, huh? Yes, because he's bad. Really, he's been pretty bad against just about everybody, unless he's at home. Yeah, uh, but he's been pretty really horrific against left-handed pitching or left-handed hitting this year. Yep, so. and gets to go to Colorado. Oh boy, yeah, so. Colorado especially. Yep, so. I had both of them well, down. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, these are two options I, I would have in just about every lineup I fill out. Um, you can talk me into some of the Cubs options. Mm-hmm. As well, like you know, Dexter Fowler, I really like against Colmenter. Sure. Um, other names, I'm just trying to. Uh, yeah, those are like my big three by far. Would you do you like Nelson Cruz at Estrada, even though he doesn't have the platoon advantage? Doesn't really matter, does it? No, it's Marco Estrada. You, you could you could literally say like any confident power hitter, and I'd probably say, yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Putting the ball in the air might go far. I had Brett Gardner against Colby Lewis. Could certainly do well. Cole Calhoun gets Rick Porcello, who hasn't done a lot. I like Michael Brantley against Mike Leake. Do you like Michael Brantley? He's kind of turned things around a little bit too. I, I can see it. I don't. I don't. You know, if he's like my third outfielder, I don't know if I'd want to pay for it. I probably might be looking a little cheaper, but I. I feel like he's so good at not striking out, and Mike Leake does not strike out that many guys that he's going to be making good contact. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I, see, I, like I said, I, I, I could see it being an option. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I wrote Steven Souza against Scott Casimir, but because he likes to hit lefties. But not only is uh, not only is Scott Casimir pretty good, 
But Steven Souza's looking rough lately. He's cooling off in May quite a bit, striking out a ton. So I would stay away from Steven Souza. I have him in standard fantasy. I'm holding on to him because he can do some power and some speed, but looking, having a hard time right now, you know. I understood why everybody was was excited about him, just because you you know he 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 is really really toolsy. Mm-hmm. But I just I, I wasn't as certain as most were this this past off season that he was going to put those tools together this season. And yeah, he really hasn't yet, and it, nope. it's not you know it's it's not heading in the direction you want it to be heading in. Yep. So. Um, I wrote all of the Brewers outfielders in Atlanta against Alex Wood. He's a lefty, and he's usually good, but hasn't been good this year. And mm. Carlos Gomez, Chris Davis, and Ryan Braun could all do just fine over there. So right. uh, any of them, depending on how they fit your price, uh, could show some power there against a lefty. And then, yeah, the Rockies guys, still more Giants guys, Nori Aoki and Angel Pagan against Kyle Kendrick. And then Mark Trumbo against Lester, but again, like I like him against a lefty, but Lester's kind of gotten it together. So he could run into one, but I don't know that I would pay the price uh, against Lester. So... And then it was a tough day for DFS for hitters, but there are plenty of pitchers. Yeah, Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah, you would not pick Sean O'Sullivan. I don't know. I think no, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. The, the mighty righty. Yeah. Uh, flip uh, flip side of that though. Um, we, have, we have to mention Bryce Harper against him, right? Yeah, it's hard to ma- like. I brought Bryce Harper up the other day with uh, with Brad and in Fanduel. I think he costs like six thousand or something. That's like a he's. Lot priced himself out of really being considered you know sure. yes he's a has good potential to do real well but it doesn't help if he's going to cost a quarter of your budget or whatever you know Agreed. so um on the flip side though i feel like paying for the ace pitcher in a good matchup can be worth it because mm-hmm. so much of your day rides on your pitcher that you kind of need yeah. to put your eggs in those baskets. So like I, I agree completely. Max Scherzer is going to cost a ton against the Phillies. But that's a I mean, who else is there a matchup you'd rather he had? That's pretty much it, right? One of the best pitchers against pretty well the worst offense. Yeah. If yeah, gonna, I'm about to disagree with you. Yeah, um, I don't know what I would rather who I'd rather stream against. So Max Scherzer against the Phillies. It's going to cost you, but I would not doubt you at all. If you were able to build a lineup around that, Garrett Cole gets the Mets. The Mets aren't a pushover offense anymore, but Garrett Cole's good enough to do just fine against them. The Oakland A's have been remarkably bad, and Chris Archer's been good. You know, usually I wouldn't like to stream against them, but they have just looked not good, and that could mean big things for Chris Archer. And I like the flip side of that. Scott Casimir gets the Rays, who are not that scary either. And Scott Casimir has been really good. So that could be a low-scoring contest. I could see both sides of that as well. Um, Michael Pineda gets the Rangers. Michael Pineda is kind of breaking out again. He's broke out before, but I feel like he's breaking out again, and the Rangers aren't that good. So well, The thing with Pineda is he just does not walk anybody. So that's, yeah, that's, that's helpful. Kind of like, yeah, that's, you know, it, it, it's... In DFS, you know, you know, those negative points can kill you. Those walks add up in a hurry. <coughs> Carlos Rodon, <coughs> Carlos Rodon. Yeah. So, yeah, Pineda, he, he won't walk anybody, and I am I, totally on board. That's that's going to be an, an, a name that's going to be in a lot of my lineups on, on, on Friday, I think. Yep, and the last one I like is Zach Granke gets the Padres, and why not? Uh, most of those big Padres hitters are left-handed, and so I think Zach Granke can handle them. Are there any other starters you liked on Friday? Yes. Okay. Who do you like? 
Uh, I really like Carlos Carrasco at home against Cincinnati. Okay. His ERA is kind of ugly, but if you look at his yeah. peripheral stats, it's like... Exactly. He's been pretty good. Yeah, actually, he's been... He's, again, he's one of those peripheral guys that, you know, he, he's, he's like... It's like a unicorn almost. He almost like looks like too good to be true, and it is, yeah. it's not. Um, actually, I kind of like Ubaldo Jimenez in, in Miami... Really? I wrote that down on the question mark so that I could hear you yeah. say no. So that you could say no way. But no, I it, it, I wouldn't feel good about it. In fact, I'd probably throw off about four times like, yeah. before she submitted the lineup. Yeah. But if I if I were a gambling man, I, and I, I put together a lineup with, say, Pineda and Ubaldo. Mm-hmm. And doing something like a GPP. Yeah. I could. I, 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 I did it last time. It didn't go well for me. But let's make a stack specifically for that. Be like, oh, this is my Ubaldo, my Ubaldo entry. Yeah, I could see. I could. I could really see doing that on, yep. on Friday. Yep. Or you could just go with you know Max Scherzer and then pick Sean O'Sullivan and hope one of them gets the win. <laughs> yeah, I wrote Ubaldo. I also wrote Colin McHugh gets the Tigers. I love Colin McHugh, yeah. but that's a pretty tough matchup. I'd almost rather take Alfredo Simon in that, in that matchup against the Astros. More strikeouts. Yeah, he might get a few. It's yeah. Alfred Simon. Anybody else on Friday? I think that that's, that's just about it. Um, yeah. I think yeah, we, we covered just about everybody there. So. Yep. Well, that'll do it for Friday. And then, yeah, it's a Friday show, so we like to look at uh, Saturday and Sunday matchups. But sometimes these run really long, and I don't know how helpful it is. So we're going to try something new and just trying to keep it shorter. Okay. We'd love to hear some feedback from you guys. Is it helpful when we list all these guys through Saturday and Sunday. Sometimes I just feel like it's too much. So if you guys like us adding Saturday and Sunday stuff on the Friday show, you know, we'll try and keep that. But right now we're going to, we're still going to talk about it, but try and condense it down, try and do our top five or 10 favorite guys uh, on Saturday and Sunday. So I looked at Saturday. Um, what stuck out to me, Adrian Beltre gets CC Sabathia in Yankee stadium. Okay, now do you want to go like back and forth, like like snake style in this? Or do no, you just want to I don't think we have to concentrate it necessarily. Don't have to stick to a hard five. I'm just trying to keep it smaller. Oh, I was kind of we're going to go like back and forth and then like bagging each other's picks. We can do that. I didn't. Again, I didn't limit myself to just five. Is the problem? Oh, you see, I, I got the text message saying five, so I went with five. Okay, we can do it. We can try that. I got to pick which five I want. But Adrian Beltre at CC Sabathia is the top of my list, and I like that. Uh, it's a lefty, like I said, lefties, and it's Yankee Stadium. Oh boy. So, yeah, I'm gonna start there. Okay. An unconventional name that I really like for Saturday, and you, you can feel free to laugh at me if you want. Some of you out there probably will, but we've got Ian Kennedy against the Dodgers in LA. I, I really like Andre Ethier. Uh, yeah, he's been surprisingly outright, for sure. And he's got the historical stuff, you know, that he's, in, in the last five years, he's like uh, killed. Yeah, uh, Ian Kennedy. So, I, uh, I, I, I would. That's the guy that I would. You know, if I'm looking for a cheap outfield option, I would absolutely consider Andre Ethier on Saturday. Yep, he's been good and he's getting the playing time. I don't have a mm-hmm. problem with that at all. All right, I have a little more obvious, but I the guy I'm willing to pay the price for. Nelson Cruz goes to Toronto and gets Mark Burley. Nelson Cruz, oh. if you haven't noticed. Destroying the ball all over the place. And more importantly, Mark Burley's just struggled. Mark Burley has a 536 ERA and a 157 whip. And it's not like his FIP's been a lot better. And he's allowing a ton of home runs. He's already given up eight, you know? 
So you might have to pay for it, but it gets to hit in the dome. I think that could be a pretty good game for Nelson Cruz. So um, it's not so much finding a great pick there as much as having full faith in that pick. I think okay. it's okay uh-huh. to pay full price for Nelson Cruz there uh, in Toronto. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going with a bit of an under-the-radar pick. Good. Okay. Again, I, I, I tend to go with these under-the-radar guys. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the uh, the Cleveland Indians lefties against Anthony Descofani. Okay. You've had a lot of them. You've cooled off on him? That's what I've cooled off. He's not very good against left-handed bats. And sure. Cincinnati has a ton of... I'm, I'm sorry, Cleveland has a ton of yes. left-handed bats. Yes, they're lefty-heavy. You know, the, the entire outfield, you've got you know, Bourne, Brantley, Moss... Uh, in the infield, Chisholm Kipnis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go sit with some of the you know the switch hitters and Santana and Ramirez. Yeah, you know if you want to go cheap and bad, you could add Nick Swisher's rot- slowly rotting corpse. Yes, new I, fantasy team name. I feel like Nick Swisher's slowly rotting corpse. Yes, it's a little too wordy. Yeah, but either way, I. You know, Disco Fani, he really struggles against left-handed bats, and Cleveland has a ton of them. So, uh-huh. you know, get those get those lefty lefty Cleveland hitters in that lineup. Get, sure. get your Chisholm Halls, you know, get get your Michael Bourne. Oh, maybe not Michael Bourne, but either way, get your Cleveland lefties in your lineup. Yes. All right. Um, I like, oh, if we're going to pick stacks, uh, all those Astros righties, like Kyle Lobstein. You know, oh. Kyle Lobstein's not doing anything special, and I bring them up anytime the Astros get a lefty, and... It's not a good lefty like Scott Casimir. It's Kyle Lobstein, who doesn't strike anyone out. So, one of those Astros guys have trouble making contact, but if they're getting a guy who's not striking them out, kind of soft-tossing. You got Chris Carter, you got Evan Gaddis, you got George Springer, and then a little less power, but definitely going to make contact is Jose Altuve. So, Astros stack in Detroit. Uh, could do just fine. Could do, okay. beat I've him up got, pretty good. And I've got one more under-the-radar... Okay. Option for the outfield. Okay. And again, feel free to laugh at this one, but Detroit is, is going to be facing off against our, 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 our guy Lance McCullers. Yes. Lance, you know, right-handed pitcher. I, I kind of like some of the Detroit lefties against him. One in particular, Anthony Ghost. Sure. Uh, Anthony, he's he's he does he's he, he does damage against uh I mean, oh god against righties. Right. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I can't get the words out of my mouth tonight. Yeah, so far, in, over 100 at bats in, in 2015, he's got an 811 OPS against right handed pitching. Mm-hmm. So, and, and all of his steals have come off righties, you know, for, obviously enough. Yep. So, um, he has some right. strikeout problems, but he's been doing okay despite that so far. He's, he's Anthony Ghost, man. He's, he's not, he's, he's, he'll be cheap. Okay. If you're looking for a third outfielder and you need to be cheap, it'll be Anthony Ghost. Yep. Okay. And then I wrote, okay, here's to, uh, same team, one a little more obvious than the other. Uh, the Cardinals go to Kansas City and get Danny Duffy. Danny Duffy has struggled heavily and is left-handed. So the righties that I like, you could go with Matt Holliday. Um, I like Johnny Peralta. I always like him against a lefty. He has a career OPS almost 800 and this year in general OPS over 800. So he could do pretty well against Danny Duffy. And then the cheaper one, the more under-the-radar one, is Randall Grichuk likes to hit lefties. He's a right-handed guy is getting more starts for the Cardinals right now. Um, they're kind of starting him every day, but he's going to do, hopefully, especially well against a lefty. So he should get in that game. And in Kansas City, they'll get a designated hitter, so he's going to find his way into that lineup, I think. So I like the Cardinals righties, but mostly Peralta and Duffy, for sure. 
Okay, fair enough. Yep. Um, my, my last, you know, kind of under the radar picks that I like are the T- Tampa Bay lefties against Kendall Graveman. Okay, sure. Yeah, Kendall Graveman making his return back. Yeah. Uh, Kendall Graveman wasn't very good the first time. I don't think he's going to be very good the second time. Uh, the, the bats I'm, I'm looking at in particular, Kevin Kiermeyer and James Loney. Again, I like James Loney. You can make fun of me all you want for my James Loney love. Mm-hmm. But I just think in, in DFS, you know, he's a guy, he'll go two for four and score a couple runs. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not, he plays first base, but it's a premium position. Yep. But he, he will give you points. And if you wanted to say, you know, toss a Bryce Harper out there, you know, that's, that's about where you could save some salary cap. Yep. Okay. Um, let's get a move on to Sunday. Do you have any other quick ones to throw in for Saturday? For Saturday or yeah. for Sunday? For Saturday. No, I'm done. Okay. Uh, Shelby Miller gets the Brewers. Could do fine. Corey Kluber is on fire and gets the oh, Reds. Doing pictures? Uh, I'm just throwing them out there. Like, oh. Corey Kluber's staying strong. Uh, the Reds don't strike out as much as you'd think. I'm not sure that matters. And then I like any Giants lefties in Colorado against Jordan Lyles because he can't get out lefties. So mm. Brandon Belt, I put in all caps there. Okay. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I would start with all of the Mariners lefties in Toronto against Aaron Sanchez. It's not as much of a goldmine as Marco Estrada, but he struggles with lefties. So Kyle Seeger, Brad Miller, Robinson Cano are my favorites there uh, to go get Aaron Sanchez. Fair enough. What about you? I, I've really got to try to stack against Mike Fultonevich yeah. with, with the Brewers lefties. Yeah. When I say Brewers lefties, I mean Adam Lind. Yeah, that's the big I, one. This is... You know, Sunday is Lynn Day in in, in, the, in Matt's household. He's done well so far. That's been a good pickup for them. And they what? They traded Marco Estrada for him? I believe I that was it. the trade. Yeah. yeah. Going well so far. Finally Marco's getting some... addition by subtraction. Yeah. They're finally getting some production at first base. Yeah. <laughs> they also have your boy Luis Sardinas at shortstop as a switch hitter. I like Luis Sardinas. And I know. He's probably going to play. Yeah. He's, he is going to play. He's starting at shortstop all the time. So... He'll be in Atlanta. That's more of a bet against Mike Fultonevich, it sounds like. My next guy I really like, David Freeze goes to Fenway and gets Wade Miley. Wade Miley is struggling. I wish he would be better. I think he can be better. But David Freeze has like eight home runs already, and he's hitting like 230, which is nothing special, but showing that pop, and he often bats clean up against lefties. So, yeah, I like Wade Miley and Fenway. I think that's a good third-base pick for Sunday. We've got to mention the Giants lefties one more time against Chad Bettis. All of them. All of them. Yes. Brandon Bell, uh, on helping on Joe, Joe Panic. You could talk to Brandon Crawford even. Yeah. Nori Aoki. Yeah. Uh, Gregor Blanco. Yeah. Angel Pagan so, switch. Yeah. yeah. Giants stack in Colorado this weekend. Yes. That's, that's, you're going to see a lot of Giants show up in a lot of DFS lineups this yeah. weekend. I also wrote a couple Pirates righties against John Neese. Uh, Zhang Ho Kong and Starling Marte. Starling Marte murders lefties. Really good against lefties. Uh, good in general, but really good against lefties. He gets John Neese. John Neese is not intimidating. So, I like those guys there. Okay, fair enough. How do you feel about the, the, the Oakland, you know, the, the Oakland Lays lefties against Erasmo Ramirez? I wrote them down. I wish the eraser I, I th- were better than he's been, but I wrote them down. I think I think I might be out in the eraser. I think I might be in and Josh Reddick and my guy Max Muncie. Really, I had Stephen Vogt also and Reddick, but Max Muncie. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, Stephen Vogt, you got to mention. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, they're gonna get in that bullpen quick. I feel like in Tampa Bay. Um, I like those. I think he hit two home runs this past week. Did he? I was at yes. the beach. I believe you though. 
I believe you, though. Your boy, Max Muncy. I don't know if, I think it was like the, the day after I recommended him, he, he did it. Yeah. Well, I get to, you get to take credit. I wrote. You so, had a four game hitting streak going. Oh, boy. Max Muncy. Number, good old number 50. Run to the waiver wire, Matt. Uh, and then. But I just might. I got two more. Uh, Brian Dozier goes to Chicago to get Jose Quintana. Always like Brian Dozier against lefties. And yeah. that's as good of a time as any. So, all right. You got one more for Sunday? Uh, Sunday? Let's see. Anything else left on my list I got to toss out there? Did you have Rizzo at Hellickson? Yes. Sure. Just going to start sniping off your list. Did you have Beltre at Chris Capuano? Actually, I was looking at the other side of that with uh, Yankees lefties against uh, Giovanni Gallardo. I'm also okay with that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, let's move on to our Field of Streams picks Saturday and Sunday, and let's get out of here. So, Matt, who do you have uh, for Saturday? All right. This is a pretty rough streaming weekend. I mean, yes. we're I've got Chris Young on on Friday, so I'm I'm going to be sticking with old and mediocre. Oh boy. Probably throughout this weekend. Okay. Honestly, there there is so little to stream on Saturday. It's, Saturday it's, stuff. It's kind of you know you, you, when you're considering you know names like Kyle Lobstein. And you know you, your your good buddy Nate Carnes. Yes. Yeah. You know you, you kind of don't want to. You, know, you almost don't want to stream. But I mean, is it, is it a player named Mike Wright pitching for Baltimore? I yes. You know I follow baseball pretty closely. I've never heard of Mike Wright. I have heard of Mike Wright, but I couldn't tell you anything about him. He's, an, he's, an, he's another enormous guy. He's six six. Oh boy. Uh, I wrote three names down, but one of them was Dan Heron because he's fifty two percent owned and not eligible. Okay. Do you want me to pick first? Actually, I'm picking Mike Wright. Are you really picking because he's six foot six, or because you're down on the Marlins? I'm down on the Marlins, and Mike Wright—he's coming off. A, a, he's a, actually he made a start already, and it was really good. Yeah, six strikeouts, no walks, only four hits against yeah. uh, against 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 I'm sorry, uh, the Angels. Yeah, that's. I mean, they struggle with righties, so and, yeah. And he gets to go to a National League park, no DH. And the Marlins also really struggle against righties. You know, I'm I'm talking myself into the guy I've never heard of. All right, there you go. Feeling brave, feeling brave with Mike Wright. Sure, if you're streaming, it's a tough stream day. Um, it's a brutal stream. You know, when you're considering like Mark Burley as a, as a stream pick. Yeah. Well, again, all of these picks are less than fifty percent owned in Yahoo leagues. If you're wondering mm-hmm. why we're digging so deep, my other two names: Mike Bolsinger gets the Padres, which is whatever. Uh, he's been fine so far. He's been good so far. I'm not sure I believe it. He's been good, but I don't believe it. Um, I tried to pick Nate Carnes the other day, and he got bumped, but he is now pitching against Oakland, and so I'm going back to him. Oakland's been so cold. I don't know that he will get to go through the order more than twice. They like to yank him kind of early, but if I get five innings out of him, I'll be happy. So I'm taking Nate Carnes, and... I kind of feeling you were. Admitting it's a tough day. I think he's going to get five innings if I run ball. Mm, let's hope not. We'll find out. It's Oakland? <laughs> from who? So. From Max Muncy? Yes. From Max Muncy. Okay. And then I wrote six names for Sunday. There were more options, but I didn't feel great about any of them. I also wrote guys like... I mean, I wrote down like Erasmo, but nobody's picking him. Aaron Sanchez gets the Mariners, but I don't feel good about that. Um, no. Tom Kohler gets the Orioles at home. I thought Tom Kohler was going to lose his rotation spot, but... Not exciting. Jimmy Nelson goes to the Braves. If you still believe in Jimmy Nelson at all, that could be a fine start. 
And kind of like Bolsinger, Carlos Frias gets the Padres. He's been good so far, but I don't necessarily believe it. Uh, my pick for Sunday is not a good matchup, but a pitcher I trust. Hector Santiago has a 2-2-5 ERA, a 1-2-3 whip, and 44 strikeouts in 48 innings. His last start was at Toronto, and I remember being like, oh, I like Hector Santiago, but not against Toronto because he's a lefty and they kill lefties. He mm-hmm. wins seven innings, one run. Like, he's just kind of legitimizing himself as a good pitcher all around, not even a spot starter. And he's only 38% owned, which is a crime. So he goes to Boston. They've been a little cold. They also have a lot of really good right-handed hitters, so it's scary. It's not a good matchup for him at all. But I am just buying into a pitcher that I trust, that I believe in at this point. So I have Santiago in Fenway. Okay. Bravely or foolishly. When I said I was was going with, you know, older guys. Yes. I almost picked Mark Burley on Saturday. I talked myself out of it. You would be crazy. You would be crazy. Because he's been so bad. He's been so bad. Well, he hasn't been any worse. He hasn't been as, any worse than the guy I'm picking on Sunday. Okay. Who do you got on Sunday? All right. I'm going to roll Chris, Chris Capuano out there. Okay. Against the Rangers? Because the Rangers yeah. are bad? Rangers, they do hit lefties a little bit, but who are they going to play in the outfield against Chris Capuano? I don't. I'm going to go look, but I'm scared. It, it, Kyle you Blanks. Suit the Shields and Leonis Martin are their three outfielders. Kyle Blanks can make it in against the lefty. You, you'd put him in the outfield? They pretend he can play outfield, sure. A 6'6", yeah. 264-point six, six, outfielder? Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying who they're... Who, who has the, the maneuverability of a, a, of a jolly 250-pound garbage can? He's faster than you think, but yeah, he's one of their right-handed you know, guys to make it in there. Maybe he'll play first base instead of Mitch Moreland. I don't know. They're they're a questionable team against lefties for sure. I don't. You know. T- come on, Tommy Field, Adam Rosales. No. All right. I, All right. I'm rolling, so with Cap- I'm rolling with Cappy against Giovanni Gallardo. We have different picks. I'm on Sunday. I'm picking a guy with a bad matchup because I trust the pitcher. You're picking a bad pitcher because you like the matchup. I don't but think he's a bad pitcher. I think he's he, not good. He's, he's fine. Not, he's fine. We'll find out. We'll find out on Sunday. I guess this is why it's a contest. First off, it, it, his, he, he's had one start this year against, in the major league levels against Kansas City. Okay, Kansas City pounds everybody, so I don't, I don't necessarily you know put that as a mark against him. He hasn't been decent in a while. It's not true. He was good last year. What's good, man? I'm looking up Chris Capuano now. I did not think I'd be doing this. He was not good last year. He was fine. He made 12 starts. He was... A one three eight whip, one three nine whip. I don't know. It, it's in Yankee Stadium again. I th- I like the matchup a lot. I don't think you're crazy. I think you're picking against a team that can't hit lefties, and that's fine. He's competent in 2013. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Who can forget 2012? Yeah, who can forget what Chris Capuano did in 2012 in 33 starts for the Dodgers? I, I, I always have, you know. I'm, I'm sorry. I always have soft spot in my heart for Chris Capuano. Yep. I. It's a good matchup. For sure, I think it's it's a much better matchup than his first start against Kansas City. Yeah, I'm okay with throwing him. Out. You know, if the Yankees are okay with throwing him out there on Sunday night, I'm so am I. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, I'm, like, I'm a White Sox fan. I'm by no means like a Yankees, you know, right. fan. So, all right, we'll see how that goes. Again, I like the matchup. I have the opposite. I have a bad matchup, but a pitcher I like. So, that's what we got for Sunday. We tried to keep this episode short. Didn't go so hot, but that's no, okay. yeah, we, we Matt, Matt had. First off, I, I might forget it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
I think that'll do it for us, unless you have anything you want to add. I have nothing I want to add. I want to go to bed because I'm exhausted. All right. We're going to send Matt to bed. We're going to get out of here for the weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Good luck with your uh, stream this weekend. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Matt is reachable at MattDFP911. That'll do it for us. We're out of here. Uh, Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.